There shall be wars, and rumours of wars, earthquakes, famine and pestilences, men's hearts failing them for fear for that which is coming upon the earth. Where do you look? Where do you turn? Where will you get the truth? You turn to the Johnny Storm Show, where you will find truth, and the truth will make you free. Welcome to the Johnny Johnny Storm Storm Show. Show. And welcome indeed. You're listening to the Johnny Storm Show on February 9th, 2016. And I am, of course, your host, Johnny Storm. And we will get right to it. The Oregon standoff, what was it about? So what was it about? Was it about... Just lands out west? Was it about the uh, illegal shooting of Lavoie Finnicum? What was it all about? Well, we're going to hear from Adam Bundy from the Mike Connors report on a clip that I downloaded today. We're also going to hear from the Bundy's attorney, or I'm sorry, the Finnicum's attorney, Todd McFarlane from the uh, Peter B. Collins show called Processing Distortion. He had a good uh, 20-some minute interview with the attorney for the Bundys. I'm sorry, the Finnicums. I can guarantee you there's going to be some type of wrongful death lawsuit filed. I've spoken privately with friends and acquaintances about this. and It's going to be big. Uh... Even if there's no criminal charges brought against the people who planned and executed the mission. It was an ambush, folks, plain and simple. And whether he was armed or not, the fact that he was shot at or they were shot at at the initial stop is enough. What are you going to do at that point? Who do you go to for help then when the police are shooting at you during their so-called lawful stop? They were going to see the sheriff. If they would have been allowed to go see that sheriff in Grant County, they would have probably turned themselves in to that sheriff. Plain and simple, they knew what was going on. They knew. But what was it all about? Well, I've explained that on prior shows. But the Hammonds were the initial reason that this all started. Now, they don't want to be the cause of it, and they're really not. They told all the militias, including Oath Keepers, to stay away. But they were brought back into court. Well, you'll hear it from the Bundy from the Bundy interview that I just put up. Also, I do recommend True Stream Media with Aaron and Melissa Dykes. Aaron's the former InfoWars news reporter for Alex Jones. His wife, Melissa, also worked there, I believe. And they have a great site called True Stream Media. And this article is called Not Normal, Oregon Rancher Killing Highlights. It highlights the police state dehumanization. Now, we talked about the police state last night. So today we're going to talk about police state killings. What this article starts, it says, police state killings like this one, meaning Lavoie Finnicum have become such a regular occurrence, such a regular sight, 
that everyone casually discusses them like they discuss hairstyles or what to have what to have for lunch. I remember a time, not even that long ago, when we weren't absolutely desensitized to seeing police footage of people being gunned down and killed right before our eyes, <clears throat> many times with no justifiable reason. These videos come out on an almost a daily basis now, and people just sit ca around casually discussing whether or not the person deserved to die. Like they aren't even talking about how they just watched another human being get killed in real life. These are people. They had families, friends, and names. They aren't movies with fade actors like you watch in a theater or buy the DVD later. This is reality, and it's insane. Don't let this become normal to you. Don't become desensitized and accept this as normal. It is not. So the Finnegan family, uh, attorney Todd McFarlane, spoke out on this, what he called standoff pageantry in security theater. You can also read his post on Sybil Edmonds' site uh, called Boiling Frogs. Sybil was the one who testified before Congress that um, during her work as a translator for DHS, she learned of other plots that the government had in the works and exposed them as a whistleblower and subsequently was persecuted as a whistleblower. So with that in mind, let's see what Anonymous had to say about this whole thing before we move on to the clip. Hang on. the FBI has suffered that BLM or the Forest Service has suffered on their websites because of this garbage they pulled a couple weeks ago. Two weeks ago tonight, as a matter of fact. Okay, before we move on to the clips I'm going to play for you, I, f I came across an article last night after the show, and I wish I would have had it for the show, but <laughs> be that as it may, I have it now. 
This is TVOI News, or the voice of, for the Voice of Idaho, written by uh, Diane Rogers. So we're going to go ahead and read this in, it, in its entirety. I think you need to hear it. So this is written, uh, well, it's dated February 7th, 2016, so a couple days ago, by Diane Rogers. Uh, about two years ago, the nation watched as Clive and Bundy stood in opposition against an unjust seizure of his ranch and grazing rights by the BLM. The event grew as patriotic Americans responded and came to his aid. The growing protest was ultimately successful in forcing the BLM to turn tail and retreat in the face of growing support that they could no longer control. Fast forward to January 2nd, 2016, and we have a similar situation with the BLM in a small town out west called Burns, Oregon. Since the start of this protest, the mainstream media has been putting forth articles and news reports using such adjectives as armed militants, right-wing racists, terrorists, or armed thugs. Every story I read or listened to was basically the same, always one-sided. I follow the belief that there are three sides to every story. You can call it her side, his side, and the truth. So when only one side is ever told, it's safe to assume that there's an agenda afoot, an agenda the mainstream media never talks about. So in my quest to get the truth, I decided to take an eight-day vacation from my full-time job to travel 3,000 miles via plane and car to that small town out west called Burns. What you're about to read is exactly what I witnessed and learned from my westward trip. I hope that this article and those to follow will help you see through the smoke screen of the lies of the media at the bequest of our federal government have been and are still telling us as the means to controlling the narrative. <coughs> Excuse me. Contrary to the MSM stories one finds in the situation in Burns, Oregon, the real terrorists in Burns, Oregon are not the farmers, ranchers, or loggers. No, they're not even the patriotic first responders. The farmers, ranchers, and loggers are salt-of-the-earth people. They are hard-working folks who bust their butts every day to earn a living, as many of us do on a daily basis. The patriotic first responders, men and women who have left behind their lives, families, friends, and jobs, in order to come to Burns to bring attention to the illegal land grabs and the usurpation of our Constitution. These people present no threat to the people of Burns, as evidenced by the fact that they frequent the local stores, shops, restaurants, and bars without any issues. At first glance, it's easy to accept the media story that Sh Sheriff David Ward invited the FBI to take over local control of the situation to help protect the citizens of Burns, Oregon from a band of armed occupiers. But that's for another article. So let's take a look, or a closer look, at several key issues that most may not be seen. In past decades, whenever there was a civil protest, it was customary for the local police and maybe the use of the state police to control and ensure that the protests remained peaceful. During the protests of the late 60s, when demonstrations began turning violent, states, at the request of their governors, started to call in the National Guard to assist the police in maintaining order and protecting the public. The question to ask here is, why didn't Oregon Governor Kate Brown, in accordance with Title 32 of the United States Code, call for the Oregon National Guard to assist in any local police action in response to these armed occupiers at the Malheur Refuge. Could it be that Governor Kate Brown was appointed to her position 
and not elected by the people of her state, as was Sheriff David Ward of Harney County? Could it be that these appointed officials are beholden? Not the good people of Oregon, but strictly to those entities that place them in their position and power. Another unusual fact is that Special Agent Greg Bretzing, in charge of the Malua Refuge occupation, happens to be linked to a national security breach along with other fraud and corruption violations, as reported by the Shasta Lantern. But here in Burns, the situation is much different and potentially much more ominous and deadly, as evidenced by the murder of Lavoie Finnicum by agencies yet to be fully disclosed. Authorities acting under the color of law, but not in adherence to our laws, first closed down the Burns school system, even though the armed occupiers, of which only four now are remaining, are located 30 miles plus from downtown Burns in the middle of nowhere. Why was this necessary? Roadblocks, closures, and checkpoints are now commonplace in and around Burns. Many of the local people have claimed that they're being randomly pulled over by authorities, demanding they provide their IDs for just driving down the street. These are the locals being stopped at armed checkpoints and forced out of their vehicle at gunpoint while their personal belongings and vehicle are thoroughly searched. One rancher, Tom Davis, related his story in which he had a slowly dying horse on the range that needed to be humanely put down in order to relieve its suffering. The only trouble being that he was not that far from one of these checkpoints and feared that should he have ended the horse's suffering with a shot to the head, he too would have suffered the same fate, a fate that was later confirmed when he talked to the sheriff. Sorry about that, folks. I had a cat that decided to jump on my soundboard. <laughs> okay. In another case, the authorities actually took their vehicle a quarter mile behind the checkpoint and made them walk to get it. Yet in another case, Alexandria, Alexandra Puckett described in a Facebook post the treatment and gunpoint threats from authorities that her husband and his mom encountered while only trying to feed their cows. I'll read this post to you, ladies and gentlemen, because I think it's important. From Alexandra Puckett, I have been debating whether or not to post this, preferring to stay away from social media during these times. But what happened to my husband and his mother was absolutely out of line. They had to go to the ranch to feed the cattle and were completely harassed by the federal agents that are watching the refuge. Harassed is a term not really befitting what they did. Forced out of the rig at gunpoint, handcuffed at gunpoint, forced my husband to his knees with a gun pointed directly at his face. Guns pointed at my mother-in-law's face. Full body searches. Completely searched the vehicle and all its contents. Even drove the vehicle. At one point, an agent threatened to bash my husband in the balls while he was on his knees with a gun in his face. Really? This is a prime example of excessive force by people who have been given authority roles and take their power way too far. My husband may be a big man, but he was in no way a threat to them or anyone else. He just needed to get to the ranch to feed the cows. That's what happened to a rancher out there, folks. These actions taken by authorities have more in common with those of a military occupying force in Iraq or Afghanistan than they do with normal police actions here in America. The terrorization of Burns and throughout Harney County is, by no stretch of the imagination, being conducted by ever-increasing militarization of federal and state agencies. 
with many reports <clears throat> of in conjunction with an illegal and unconstitutional buildup of a foreign mercenary army of PMCs, an invading army, if you will, acting under the color of law but not in adherence to our laws. Claim as they do that they are FBI, their tactics and use of vehicle void of any use military of, or they're also void of any U.S. or military alphabet agencies marking or insignias and lack of compliance with U.S. law. Even when asked, they present no documentation that they are indeed FBI. Additionally, other armored assets from distant counties are in burns. I ask, all, is all this really necessary to protect the public from poor, four people at the refuge located 30 miles away that are only armed with a few rifles and handguns already contained by authorities so they cannot escape? Or is something else going on here? <laughs> Further, there are claims that Black Hawk helicopters are being stationed at Burns Airport and in the surrounding area. In a recorded phone call to Major Bomar, Judge Darby explains that the forces present in Burns are most likely under the command and control of the UN and the IMF. In other words, foreign forces that are acting freely on U.S. soil and a clear violation of our Constitution. As most are aware, Hillary Clinton has sold our uranium to Russia for personal gain and power, while China is buying up as much gold as possible. And gold is another mineral the lands out west are still rich in. Could China be laying claim to this gold as collateral for our national debt? It is time for the people of America to start asking questions of their representatives as to whose authority these foreign forces are here and how they operate while none of them are obeying their oath to protect and defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. It's time that we, the people, embrace our differences, differences that make each and every one of us an individual, unite in one voice and demand a redress of grievances to address these issues in a manner that is consistent with the procedures set forth in the U.S. Constitution. Our founders wrote in the Declaration of Independence that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter it and to institute new government laying its foundations on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall deem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Therefore, we have the constitutional right and duty to cast aside an overbearing federal government and build anew by putting the power back into the hands of its rightful owners, we the people. He said, oh, everybody who signed that is just a bunch of crazies. Well, Oregon was the most represented state of all the other states, and there was individuals from every state, including Hawaii and Alaska, that signed that, and they ignored it, completely ignored it. What could the federal government say today that would get you to leave? Um, it's not what they can say, it's what they can do. What could they do? They could follow the Constitution of the United States and give these people back their lands. They can look at the violations that they uh, imposed upon, uh, the constitutional violations that they imposed upon the Hammonds, and release them and let them go back to their families. You, you mentioned uh, elected officials. I want to read a couple of quotes from a couple of uh, congressional uh, members. Congressman Blumenauer calls you guys terrorists. Uh, we also had Senator Wyden who said you appear to have committed a slew of felonies here. What do you say to these folks? Uh, 
So who are they from? Cong both Oregon. Senator Wyden and Congressman Blumenauer, both from the state of Oregon. Uh, con again, Congressman Blumenauer saying, calls you terrorists. Senator Wyden says you appear to have committed a slew of felonies here. Yeah, it's not the first time we've been called terrorists, and it's not the first time a group of people that are standing for their rights have been called terrorists. Because that seems to be the, the coinage, as you may, of anybody who stands against the, the government and what their actions are, anybody who dares to to say that there is a supreme law, that government has rules that they're supposed to abide by. Anybody who does that, all of a sudden now they're terrorists. And so that would be my response to him. Are you anti-government? Absolutely not. Because most people I would imagine are watching this whole occupation uh -huh. unfold would say this is an anti-government group out there. Absolute, so explain that. Yeah, absolutely not. We have a system of government that is that was put in place and it is it has been the best system that has been proven in the history of man. Um, and that is a system of federalism. And by, fe by federalism, by doctrine, is where each level of government checks and balances itself, each other. So when, and each, each government has a responsibility and a duty, and when they step outside of that responsibility and duty, the other level checks and balances it. So, for example, the federal government's responsibility is to protect the states from the outside world, to handle national defense, international trade, and to be of an appeals court so when two or more states can't get along, they have a way to peacefully resolve, to resolve the problem by appealing to a higher court. The federal or the state's government, the, the state's government responsibility is to protect the people and the counties from the federal government. And the, and the county's responsibility is to protect the people from the state. And the people's responsibility is to make sure that their county is functioning, to elect the judges, to be set on the jury, to elect their commissioners to, who, who, who create the laws. And that way their county, the, the greatest justice and, and the, the most um, closest level of government is to to the people is the county so that they can the people can be free using their lands and resources exercising their rights without um, other levels of government or the world coming down upon them trying to take it you know people are going to say though it's maybe a broken system to you but you guys aren't helping to fix the system we certainly are and that's why we're here we the the broken part is that the federal government does not have authority to come down into the, the states and control its land and resources and people have to have the resources to live they have to be able to produce i mean the clothes that you're wearing that i'm wearing the food that we eat the water we drink the homes we live in the cars we drive the cameras that that are taking this all of that came from the resources of the earth so people have to have access to their land and resources if they don't then they are literally uh, put into poverty they can't even live and be comfortable. So whoever controls the land and resources has full control of the people. And that's why our founding fathers were, were so adamant about the only safe, for the, safe place for the land and the resources was distributed in the individual, the people's hands. And that it was not safe that government get a huge amount and control of 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 these resources because they begin to use it for themselves and the people would be put into poverty 
And that's exactly what's happened here in Harney County. Do you see this possibly sparking a bigger movement throughout the country? Right now it's Mel here, National Wildlife Refuge. Two months from now, it's another spot somewhere federal government land in the country. Do you see that possibly having a ripple effect? Are you talking about the action of getting the their land and resource or the occupation? occupation. Well, th that's an interesting thought that you say because we certainly hope that there is a um, sp spread, a domino effect of taking back their rights. Uh, and, and that spreads throughout counties and states and we've actually seen that we've got Amalier County next door that actually have a, a group over there right now speaking to individuals and a group of ranchers over there they're facing uh, the uh, uh, a uh, excuse me I'm trying to say that they're facing a uh, not a refuge but a um, what is it monument. monument thank you they're facing a monument over there that's twice the size of Yellowstone and it's going to put 350 to 400 ranchers out of business and that's what they're facing right now so they're like hey we're gonna we need to stand or we won't have nothing left you got Grant County we're meeting with them on Monday uh, with a large group of people. And Lake County is also being involved. And then we have counties in Utah, we have counties in Arizona, and, uh, and, and also Idaho that are considering doing these things. Now, when it comes to the occupation, I would like to address that. And that is, we did not come in here until we had exercised, exhaust all prudent measures, and we were ignored on every level. And just as we, we learn in the Declaration of Independence that it is the indiv individuals have rights, they are God-given, and that they have the right to uh, alter or abolish government if, if they're not protecting those rights. But just as they did, you have to go through a process of petitions and grievances, and you have to do that prudently. And then if, we are, if the people are completely denied and, and, and not recognized and ignored, then they have a right to act. And that's what we did. I'll have more of my interview with Ammon Bundy and the standoff here at the Malheur National Wildlife Refuge when we come back. We have no intention on using our weapons, but we have them. Bridge. K2's exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with Ammon Bundy continues on Your Voice, Your Vote from the occupied Malheur National Wildlife Refuge. You know, folks in the community have said they've been followed by people that are associated with your group, sympathetic uh, to your cause. What is the point of these folks being followed? They haven't been followed by us. Just as the chief, uh, uh, fire chief there, uh, found, uh, sounds like six individuals that were in their armory, and the community was saying that it was militia that was in there. And as he found out and unwound what was happening, he, he found out that it was undercover FBI. And it was not the militia that was in there at all. And so we have to believe, because we know we have no business and no need to be following people around and, <clears throat> and causing that fear. It doesn't even benefit us at all. So you guys um, haven't followed any of these folks? Absolutely ever. not. Absolutely not. I want to talk about the, the weapons, because one of the big concerns of community members that this became an armed standoff. Mm -hmm. Could not the same thing have been accomplished without the guns? Well... 
we have seen where different, uh, if you want to say, protesters um, have tried to express their First Amendment rights and where government has come down upon them and beat them and tased them and sprayed them with mace and all those other other uh, things. We, I mean, you, you don't have to look very far to see that. And uh, that's what happens when those that uh, express their First Amendment rights do not express them with their Second Amendment rights. And uh, so we have no intention on using our weapons, but we have them and we're willing to stand with them in our, in our own defense as we exercise our rights and as we restore our rights back to our brothers and sisters, back to our neighbors. So this is all just part of this occupation, expressing your Second Amendment rights, having the weapons with no plans to use no, them. No, using our Second Amendment rights. We are using our Second Amendment rights. There are rights. They were just documented in the Second Amendment. And as you might know or might not, there's more to the Second Amendment than most people think. And it says, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. Again, a well-regulated militia being necessary for the security of a free state. The right to bear arms shall not be infringed. You have been called a militia. You know that by various folks throughout the country. I proudly take that name. You have no problem with that. No, absolutely. The militia is the people's army. The Constitution says, the Second Amendment says, it is necessary to have a well-regulated militia in order to secure a free state. In order to have a free state, you have to have a militia. This occupation, as you know, is costing the county, they say, thousands of dollars every single day. Is that something you guys will repay at some point? Absolutely, because it, it's not our choice that they brought in uh, deputies from all the other counties. It's not our choice that they brought in the FBI and whatever else. It, it wasn't our choice that they barricaded the courthouse and the schools and brought in uh, uh, command centers and equipment and armed men. That was their decision. And the reason they made that decision was to put the people in fear to turn them against us. And now that's backfiring. So they're not getting any money out of you once you do Absolutely depart. not. Absolutely not. And in fact, it's interesting because here you got government again spending all this money to defend and protect themselves. And yet the people, because of all this movement and action and all the people that are coming, the business owners are loving it. They, they, they're having the best year they've ever had in, in January, and it'll probably continue that. The hotels are open, the restaurants are full, the RV parks are full, and the list goes on and on. The print shops are busy, and uh, the list goes on and on. So economically, we've already boosted their, their economy, but then you got the government over here hiding in the corner, uh, wasting all their money. And uh, that's just a perfect example of what's happening in, in Burns. Coming up after the break. You don't come here and intimidate people. You're not invited to come here and bother with our citizens. It doesn't matter if they're my mom and dad, anybody's mom and dad. The Harney County Sheriff caught in an impossible situation that he could never have predicted. I talked to him coming up. Orson Bridge. How many people want to work this out peacefully? And there you have it. <clears throat> that was the last interview conducted uh, that I know of, conducted with Mr. Bundy while he was still not in jail. 
So, uh, did you get a little lesson on the Constitution, the Second Amendment, and what your rights are? And did you know that the BLM is actually a subcorporation of the United States Incorporated? Yes, folks, it is a subcorporation of the United States Incorporated, a private foreign-owned offshore corporation since its last incorporation in 1925. Copyrighted, trademarked, and registered in Puerto Rico under the Reorganization Act of Washington, District of Columbia. By its own private charter, neither the BLM or any other federal corporate agency has lawful or legal authority, jurisdiction, or interstate nexus within the 50-state geographical landmass. BLM is actually classified as an agent of foreign principle under the Inter Intergovernmental Personnel Act. In other words, they don't represent the Constitution Republic or interests of the American people, but rather a foreign-owned principle, i.e. the International Banking and Military Corporate Cartel of London City, England, known as Crown Corporation as their supreme authority. This has been openly admitted and exposed through Supreme Court cases and even before 1938. So we are the United States Incorporated, not the Republic as we were originally founded. And this was all done way back when. A lot of people say it was 1871, shortly after the Civil War. So The BLM has no constitutional authority, folks. They do have executive corporation authority. But they have no authority under the original Constitution, and that is the main part of the Bundy argument, and the rancher argument, not just the Bundys. This, goes, this is much bigger than just the Bundys, and even, over, even bigger than just Lavoie Finnegan. Unfortunately, he had to die. He didn't have to die, but they forced him to die. Speaking of which, I will close out with this. Uh, this is from Newstarget.com. Enhanced video, Lavoie Finnegan points out his assassins. And the analysis here is shortened to the point. An enhanced video of the Lavoie Finnegan shooting makes it clear that he's shot by one of the agents on the scene while having his hands raised in the air. The shot causes him to drop his hands momentarily, but then, instead of pulling out a gun, he points to the agent that shot him just before he was shot by several other agents. Finnegan never pulled a gun and was never a threat. This was an ambush, and it was murder. The Call of Duty goddess posted this enhanced video with emotional commentary, and you can see exactly what takes place. And there's a video on here that accompanies the article. Some are reporting that he was reaching for his weapon. However, pictures such as the one below show him with a pistol in his right thigh, while others show him with a shoulder holster. The FBI is claiming that he was reaching for a loaded 9mm handgun in the pocket of his jacket. However, it makes no sense to know if you're surrounded to get out of the vehicle and think you're going to take anyone out in a situation like that. The exp explanation of the Call of Duty goddess seems extremely plausible, as you can, see, you can see, the one agent fire and then retreat. Then Finnegan drops his hands momentarily. If he was going for a gun, would he not be justified in doing so? He was shot unlawfully. However, it would seem more realistic that he was naturally responding to being shot. 
What's even more telling is that he clearly points to the agent that shot him before the agent in front of him shoots him. Finally, upon turning, possibly hearing the man behind him, he's struck from behind, which takes him down. Even after he's down, you can see the red dots that are painted on his head and body just in case he moved. FBI agent uh, Greg Bretzing refused to tell the media how many times Finnegan was shot, though it was widely reported at first that there were only three shots. Upon having time to look further at the video, the agents are clearly shooting at the truck as well, just as Victoria Sharp said. You can see the, see the snow puff up as the bullets hit the vehicle. How many shots were taken, I can't tell, but according to Shop, Sharp, there were over 100. I still think we need something closer than a drone video to determine conclusively what took place. However, since the FBI has felt the need to release the unedited version of the video from the drone, there should not be a problem with releasing dash cam video, audio, and any body cam video from the agents. This will help the people determine whether or not the shooting was justified. I'm not holding my breath for those videos and audio to be released, but they should be if there's nothing to hide. And that's what I've been saying all along. Release all of the footage or none at all. Because now if they do release it, everyone's going to claim that it was heavily edited, even if it wasn't. But they can't release that, folks. Not unedited anyway, because that's going to prove their guilt. And they're scared the way it is. All right, that's all I've got for today. I'm going to keep these sh sh shows short and sweet unless I have a guest that I want to put on, which I will have in the near future. By the way, the app is now up. Yes, the Johnny Storm Show now has an app that you can get on iTunes. The uh, Android or Google app, whatever you want to call it, is coming out soon. But I wanted to get the Apple one done first. And... Uh, but don't worry, Android users, the app is coming for you as well. You can find that in the iTunes store. Just type in the Johnny Storm Show. Or you can get the direct link off of my Facebook page, which is facebook.com backslash the Johnny Storm Show. And the Johnny Storm Show.com is up and running again, but it is under construction, so please be patient. Thanks again for tuning in, and um, as usual, we will see you tomorrow right here on the Johnny Storm Show. There shall be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, famine, and pestilences, men's hearts failing them for fear for that which is coming upon the earth. Where do you look? Where do you turn? Where will you get the truth? You turn to the Johnny Storm Show where you will find truth, and the truth will make you free.